Good morning, everyone. Uh, once again, it's uh, <clears throat> it's great to be be out here again in beautiful California, leaving even more beautiful Michigan. But uh, <laughs> but um, boy, is that is there an echo there or something? It's almost like uh, I remember going up at camp in that that tunnel and saying, "Hello, hello, hello, hello. how are you doing?" <laughs> but great, that sounds good, right? Yeah, very good. Um, <clears throat> well, I uh, was a bit struggling um, on what to, to speak on uh, this morning, but I've had thoughts of this uh, one subject that uh, just kind of going over a little bit more in Yosemite and looking over some passages and, and um, uh, I trust that uh, the Spirit will be uh, leading and, and um, you will come closer to a, to a love of Christ, which I just, it's wonderful to sing these hymns. That one hymn Bob gave out, one, this is 162. I don't know if I've heard that one before. This is wonderful. We, back at home, we were going through the Red Book, you know, uh, and going through every song, and I think I got there later in the meeting, later at the time when they were halfway through already, so I don't know if we, I remember hearing that one before, it's beautiful. But it just, it's just so wonderful to dwell on the Lord Jesus Christ, isn't it? We who are children of God, we long to be, we should long to be more like him, shouldn't we? And um, our brothers that were uh, speaking up there at Yosemite, it was wonderful. Um, and I, it caused me to, to look at my own life, to see where I stand. And um, um, so we're going to be uh, looking in, the, in, in John's Gospel, chapter 10. But there's an item here in North America that we use a dozen times during the day. Um, it keeps us safe. It keeps us warm. It keeps us cool. Uh, gives privacy. Keeps us from, from dying. It keeps us living. Um, it can make you wet or it can make you dry. Uh, can be used to show anger or give freedom or can cause darkness or light. And if you've turned to John 10, you might have an idea what I'm talking about. Anybody know what I want to talk about, what it is, what the item is? A door. A door. Um, you're either on the inside or the outside. Um, the right there. <laughs> Here I am. The largest door in the world. Now you got to picture this. The Statue of Liberty is like 305 feet tall, and the largest door is 456 feet tall. 
Anybody know where that door is found? Where was it made by? Huh? Cape Kennedy. NASA. That's where they service and work on the shuttle and, and all those things. Can you imagine? It's 456 feet tall. Man, to be able to oil those hinges, you know, you know, all those hinges and everything. It must have been must be a job. And I wonder if it warps in you know the rain. I don't know. Um, uh, my partner in business years ago, back in the 80s, Roger Madison, uh, we, we hung a lot of doors. And you know when you're involved with different things in carpentry or, or even in cooking and you're so good at these things, uh, you taste something and say, oh, that needs a little bit, you know, a little bit more spice or less spice or, or the doors, you know, when you close the doors in carpentry, I can just that... I, it just bothers me when a door is sticky or squeaky or something. And of course, I'm in maintenance at Rest Haven Homes in Grand Rapids, and I work on the doors a lot. And uh, but Roger and I, we we hung a lot of doors, and I really appreciate Roger and in teaching me. Uh, he was so good and and hanging doors, and I take my time in making sure a door is hung really well. Um, but, you know, weather comes in like you got next door or, or comes out, and it can change the doors. Who knows what that's going to be like with a, hum, a humid weather. But, um, and in working in the apartments, uh, one issue we had, um, one of the residents came to me and says, Doug, my doorbell rings, and I, I come... I, I go to answer the door and no one's there. And I don't know if there's kids that are bothering. We've been had some kids running through, you know, if they ring a doorbell and run. And then we had someone else had the same problem. Well, the problem was that um, when we installed the doorbells, we didn't change the codes on some of them. So the neighbor across the street was ringing the doorbell and here the other person across, you know, on the other side started coming to the door and said, what are you doing over there? You're ringing a doorbell. You <laughs> So we uh, finally figured that out after about three people had the same doorbell ringing. And then the, the last week, the doorbell got stuck, and it was ding, 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 ding for 10 minutes, and the lady didn't know what to do, you know. So, <laughs> so doors. Um, oh, we had one, one um, neighbor, <laughs> one neighbor driving down the street, and we have this little short street that divides some of our apartments and it, and we have our main street, Rehoboth, and this other street, dead end street, you gotta take a left or right. And this guy was on this other street, coming down that short street, Asher, and the guy had a heart attack. And his foot went on the gas. And he was coming down that little short block of Asher and he must have been hitting 55 by the time he hit the apartment. And he made a big door, went through the brick wall, went through the middle wall, went through the back brick wall, and out the apartment. And uh, that was quite the uh, quite thing. Fortunately, I, you know, I, I, he was with the Lord, I believe, before he even hit the wall. But what an opening that made. Um, now in John 10, let's start reading in verse 1, <clears throat> John 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door, 
into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of the strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. And then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Amen? Amen. Um, the sheepfold has one door. And from what I understand, it could be these piled up rocks or bushes and everything all enclosed. And there's one door. And I understand that the, even the shepherd would lay down and sleep in front of that door to protect that door. And um, <clears throat> the sheep uh, know his voice, but, but the walls, they can climb, not the sheep, but the robbers would climb over because they can't get through that door unless they do something to the shepherd. So robbers would find another way. And I remember uh, Pilgrim's Progress where they would climb over the wall to get on the road. And they said, but you're supposed to go through the wicked gate. You know, but they would climb over the wall and think they were going to get there to the celestial city. There's one door that they had that you go in and out. Um, and the sheep in verses 2 through 5, the sheep know the voice of their own owner. I remember, um, by the way, I don't see no clock. You have ten minutes left. Ten minutes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Goes to noon, right? Very good. Um, I remember Boyd Nicholson telling the story, and I don't know where he was at New Zealand or Australia or somewhere where all the sheep are. It's in New Zealand, I think, is where. But anyway, he went to the sheep farmer, and um, and the farmer told him, "Okay, now let's let's go to this other side of this large pen area. The sheep are all you know, just all around, all rubbing shoulders with each other." And and he told Boyd to get up and get over, get over the fence and walk to the other side. And the first thought is, that "How I'm going to be walking on these things, you know?" And so he says, "Okay." So he gets up and he gets over into the pen, and all of a sudden the sheep open up and he starts walking and he had no problem walking across to the other side of that pen and of course then the the owner of the sheep he got in there 
and he could not even move. He had to, to knee the sheep and kick him and do everything to get him out of the way because the sheep knew their owner. He knew his voice. And um, so I thought that was a good picture there um, that, that we know his voice and he knows our voice. Um, one entrance, one door. In Genesis 3 and 24, Turn to a few passages. We're going to look on, look at some various doors, or or ways or paths. And Genesis, as we first see, um, in Genesis three twenty four, after Adam and Eve, or after Adam was taken and his wife to uh, uh, were uh, driven out of the Garden of Eden. Eden, we see in 24, so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. To keep the way, it was guarded. That path. Another door. We heard about it even this last week. And that was the ark. And in Genesis chapter 6, one page over two. Chapter 6 and verse 16. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower and second and third story shalt thou make it. How many arcs did the Lord make? want to make? Just one. How many doors? Just one. Just one to go in. And um, one arc, one door. You know where, and, the, and the, of course the Lord gave instructions on how to build this ark. And, and you know, wherever Wherever the Lord dwelt, he gave specific instructions on how to build it, wherever he dwelt. And in the tabernacle, so specific are the, the things they use and how to build it, because the Lord was going to dwell there. The Lord was in that ark. He's the one who closed that door. And in the tabernacle also, there's one door. There is no back exits, side exits. Just one door. You know, I think of, you know, as I was trying to, you know, go through the subject of doors, here we end up in this room here. Look how many doors we got in here. So, I don't know, maybe by my prayers and concerns about this subject, we had this little flood over there to get you over here for a more of a visual of all these doors we have here. I can't help but think in our own life. You know, there's a song or something about doors of your life and, and opening those doors to let the Lord in. Some of those doors, you know, we were keeping closed and, you know, not allowing the, the Lord to have full access. And uh, what a, uh, a thought that is, that how we need to keep all these doors open. 
John 10, back into our, our uh, passage. John 10. And verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. One ark, one door. One tabernacle, one door. One shepherd, one door. Um, and in verse 9 also, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And I, I looked up, I finally found this one chorus. I didn't want to, I want to get it right. You remember it? One door and only one, and its sides are two. Anybody know the rest of it? Very good. That's a great little chorus. You know, some of these children's choruses are just so great, so simple. They have so packed a meaning that uh, <clears throat> they're wonderful. John 14 and 6. We all know that one. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, the door, the only one door that there is. So many people are, are thinking that they're on their way to heaven, but they're not going through the, the door, the door. They're... they're they believe in God, but Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, is that door. Um, when the waters were parted there in the Red Sea, there was only one way to go through. You don't get a boat going around the other way, you know. There was only one way to be saved, to get on the other side, and that was through the parting of that sea. Um, Matthew 19. <clears throat> and I took a, you know, it was a trip with that, you know, my parents went and my case went to Israel. Well, but it was a big group um, that went to Israel. And, and one thing that I wanted to get a picture of in Matthew, we'll see in Matthew 19 in verse 23. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. The needle's eye. And that's one thing I wanted to get a picture of when I went over there, and I did. And as you know, when when they bought their merchandise and it was and at a certain time in the late or evening they closed the huge gate so there's no traffic you know for protection but then they always had that little door along the side and 
you know, you've heard that, you know, with their, the camels all laden with their merchandise, they have to take everything off of that camel. And the camel even has to get on his knees to walk through that little door because they wouldn't open the big gate. And um, so this is the needle's eye. It's harder for a rich man um, to get uh, to heaven than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Um, what a picture that is, that we have to strip down everything and there's nothing of us, nothing of us to make ourselves right, that we can do to make ourselves right to God. It's all in the Lord Jesus Christ, the only way, the only truth, the door. Um, and James, chapter 5. We have also James chapter 5, and we'll read, starting at verse 1. It says, Go to now, ye rich men. Just talking about that, how easy it is to get to heaven with riches. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your, for your miseries that thou shalt come upon you. Your riches are corrupted, your garments are moth-eaten, your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasures together for the last days. What doesn't sound like it's going to do any good for them, does it? Behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped uh, reap down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them which have, have um, reaped are in, entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in the day of slaughter. Ye have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and later rain. Be also patient. Establish your hearts. For the coming of the Lord dwelleth nigh, draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. He standeth before the door. That's close, isn't it? That's just on the other side. You know, we... Uh, you know, we say that the, the, the Lord is coming. It's, it's, on the, it's on the threshold. Could be today. We don't know. But what a conviction thought that the judge standeth before the door. In Proverbs, um, I was just reading. Um, it says... Uh, 
Proverbs, for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. He pondereth all his goings. He pondereth all his goings. We've got all these doors in our life. Whether if it's friends, or is it work, is it relationships, is it family? All these doors, the Lord wants those doors open so he can view. And are we standing right before him? Um, are we committing all our ways to him? Because he pondereth all our ways. And then over in Revelation, a very familiar passage, and I know it's not uh, a gospel one, but it's a great verse even to use in Revelation 3.20. Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. The judge standeth at the door. He's right there. He is standing. He is waiting. He is ready to enter. Um, Schofield calls, he calls it the place and attitude of Christ at the end of the church age. And how he's standing there, knocking, wanting to enter in. But we have a choice, don't we? We can make that choice to let him in to all these doors, avenues into our life. And, and uh, how we need to let him in. So it'll be cleansing. Um, there's that portrait, you, you remember that, the painting of the Lord standing at the door and knocking. And knocking. You know, I, you know it's been a long time since I've been here for a long while. And there's some new faces I see. And I don't know. I don't know you. I haven't seen your life. And it would be wrong of me to assume that you're all believers. It'd be horrible. Jesus is the way. And I don't know if you've opened that door to receive him. And, um, you know, Brother uh, Richie, was, I, you brought up, I think, this morning about how the Lord entered into that door, didn't he? When he was up in the upper room and he showed his, his hands, he, he, he walked right through that door. So many doors are mentioned in Scripture. And the one door that cannot be opened by the Lord is your heart. The knob is on the inside where you are. You have to open that door. You're the only one that can let the Lord in. He's not going to be banging on that door and banging on the door. It's your choice to let him in. Swing wide your heart's door open. Um, it's your decision. The way to God is through the door, through the Lord Jesus Christ. I just want to, I, I, maybe I've told this story before. Um, forgive me. 
I mean, it's, it's been a while. My, I, my memory is uh, very good, but it's very short, so I can't remember when I told it to you last. Um, but it, it's such a great illustration, and I just I couldn't help but thinking of this, of the Lord Jesus Christ and being the door. My relatives, uh, years ago, they owned uh, a deer park, and they had deer and bear and buffalo and and wolves and coyotes, all different kinds of animals, chickens and pigs and all that stuff. They had a storybook place, and you can go in and, and pet the animals, except for the bear. But, uh, <clears throat> but we were, I got there early in the year once, and they were starting to get the animals out, because you know, during the wintertime, you know, they keep them in insulated areas. And so we were trying to move these, they're called fallow deer. They're not very big. Uh, they're, they're big in weight, they have huge racks on them. And um, so we were trying to move them from an area, maybe let's say like the size of this room, into another pen. And that door, that pen, was about four feet wide, plenty big for two of them to go side by side. And my cousin said, just, to, just keep your hands down, don't make a lot of movement. If you know deer, they are just so skittish. And, um, I mean, just like a squirrel in the road. You don't know which way they're going to come, you know, but say, forget it, you know. Um, so he said, just to walk, just slowly. Try not to make any noise. And, of course, all the deer get together, and they're looking, you know, and they're, one goes ahead, and, and we're trying to get them back to that, that four-foot door. And we were all doing pretty good. And you see the first one, you just got to get that first one in. You know, and the first one's looking down, you know, and looking up, you know, and whether to go in. And finally, it makes a decision to go through that door. And, of course, and then the second one's easier. And then the third one. Then, then, then it's almost, you know, they're all trying to get through at one time. And you got to slow back. Whoa, you know, one time, you know. And so there was like three left. And finally, one went through. The second one, the last, uh, second to last one went. There's this one deer that would not go through that door. And we were, I mean, the door was like right there, and we were standing right here, and that thing was running, and it was jumping into the fence. Though, though, I mean, hello? I mean, there's a four-foot door right there. And he was jumping, and I thought, whoa, I gotta be careful. You know, he started coming around, and he was jumping between my cousin and I, and we thought, oh man, I'm not a door, please. <laughs> not even a window. We had deer go through the schools and back home, too. They crash through a window or go through a door in a grocery market, and it's, it's quite, it makes the news. But, um, <clears throat> but this, this deer would not simply, I mean, there's all the other deer over there. Perhaps there's mom and dad. There's, hey, there's my brother, there's my sister, you know. But that deer would not go through that door. And I mean, it was running hard and bouncing into this fence. And, and finally, he was out right about out here. My cousin was over there. And that deer, I mean, the door's over there. And that deer came and run and jumped into the fence and broke its neck and died. It wouldn't go through that door. It was wide open. It made only sense. You could just walk through it. So simple. You know, but, you know, and this is just a picture. The Lord Jesus Christ 
doesn't want to make it difficult. It's so easy to enter in to that door, the Lord Jesus Christ, that people make it so hard. People think you have to, you know, be baptized or have to go to church and, or come here and you're going to be saved. You are not if that's what you're resting on. You're still lost. And Jesus Christ bids you to come into the door now. Today is the day. It is open wide. He doesn't want you to feel the wrath that he threw on his own son. Because if you, if you don't accept his son and what he did on the cross, that wrath is going to be on you for eternity. And the door will be closed when that day comes. And you can't do anything to open that door when it's too late. You know, I don't even think there's a handle on the other side. God can't open the door once it closes. Just like that ark. When that door closed, people were pounding. Oh, yes, I believe, I believe. Water's coming up. It must have been horrible. But it was too late. The door was shut. So he bids you now to come before it's eternally too late. It could be today. So if we could, uh, I just uh, ask if Lauren would come up and we can sing this, this hymn um, in closing. Um, number three, I think it said 56, I believe. Three, 56. <clears throat> Have you any room for Jesus? He who bore your load of sin... As he knocks and asks admission, sinner, will you let him in? Will you let him in? Room for Jesus, King of glory. Hasten now his word obey. Swing the heart's door widely open. Bid him enter while you may. You're the one who can open the door. I can't open the door in your heart. Your mom and dad can't open the door in your heart. Your spouse can't open the door. You have to open the door to allow the Lord Jesus to come in. Let's just close in prayer and we'll sing after we pray. Our God and Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that yet this is the day of grace. And there's yet opportunity, Father, for many to enter in. Oh, Father, the way is just simply give up on ourselves and our pride and just enter in. As the Lord Jesus Christ, he is the door, the way, the truth, and the life. Oh, Father, help us again to appreciate your great love toward us. As believers, oh God, we can't thank thee enough for your long-suffering and patience, for allowing us to enter in. And that, Father, someday, hard to believe, that we'll enter those pearly gates, those pearly doors, and be with thee forever. What a day of rejoicing that will be. But, oh, Father, our hearts go out to the lost. For our neighbors, Father, those that we do business with, and relatives, oh, God, 
Oh, may they be all on our, our heart's prayer, Father, that they would come to thee before it's eternally too late. Help us, O oh God. And we ask in the name of thy Son, our Savior. Amen.